Hey, hey, hello, and a special hello to my brother Buzz. Hey, Buzz. Chocolates. So, uh, this episode I wanted to talk about uh, what I would call a red, yellow, green, red light, yellow light, green light, um, and, you know, what what it'll be is I will give a certain color light based on the average draft position of various players, and, you know, red light means... I'm out. I don't want them here. Yellow light means I'm going to hesitate. I'm going to check what's around. And I'm going to rethink the situation before I dive in. And green light means, yes, I'm taking them here gladly. All right, and without further ado, we'll start with running backs. And we'll go through all important positions. So now, uh, to start with the running backs, uh, in the first round, we have a bunch of running backs that are going in the first round. Um... So I'm just going to list the player's name and the color light. So round one running backs, we've got Christian McCaffrey, number one overall, green light. Saquon Barkley, number two overall, green light. Zeke at number three overall, green light. Dalvin Cook at number five overall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump the brakes. We're pushing yellow on that one. Alvin Kamara at number six. A week ago, I would have given you a green light. Now I'm giving you a yellow light. I'm I'm a little hesitant on his situation. I I just in the first round I don't like headaches. Number seven, Derrick Henry. I'm going green light on that one. He could he could be the number one running back this year. He's definitely you know, his draft stock has, has multiplied by ten since the playoffs. Uh and then we got number nine, Joe Mixon. Red light. Please, red light. I would take him in the second or third round. I'm not taking him in the first round as my number one player on my team. No thanks. Austin Eckler at number 11. I'm going to go green light on that one. I think that, you know, Tyrod Taylor is a mobile quarterback, and mobile quarterbacks like pass-catching running backs. So Austin Eckler could be a really good Really good play this year. I think he will be, you know, a top 10 talent. Round two, we've got six running backs. Number 13, Miles Sanders. Red light. No, I'm out. I really don't like him in any of the first three rounds this year. I think that he's too much of a question mark to take in the second round. Uh, Number 15, Kenyon Drake. Yellow light. I like him. Maybe not this early. Number 16, Josh Jacobs, green light. Nick Chubb, number 17, green light. Number 20, Aaron Jones, green light. Number 21, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, green light. The thing with him is he's an unproven rookie, so there is a risk there. Um, But, you know, I think that he could finish in the top five running backs this year. He could perform at a Kareem Hunt Chiefs level. So I, I would really keep an, keep a watchful eye on him, and if you're sitting there at number 21 and he's there, think about it. Round three, we have only three running backs. You got number 29, Todd Gurley. I'm going green light on that. If he is what I think he is, he could finish in the top 10. So at pick 29, I would be interested in it. The only hesitation there is I would want 
at least two other running backs that are as good or better than he is on my roster to feel comfortable about it in case he is a bust. There is a risk there, but, you know, I would expect him to be a little better than Devontae Freeman was in Atlanta, so that's decent third-round production. Number 31, Chris Carson. I would take him. That's a green light. He could be top five. He could also not be top five, but I think that he will perform above his average draft position at 31. Number 35 is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Red light, please. Um, Maybe even a stop sign. Maybe a do not enter sign. Uh, Just don't. I don't want him... I don't want him in any of the first six rounds. So, yeah, let somebody else make that mistake. In round four, we've got five running backs. None of them are really getting me going. So, number 37, you got Melvin Gordon, yellow light. He could be good, but I don't trust him. Number 38, you got David Johnson. I like him a lot, especially in the Texans organization. But the yellow light there is you've probably taken a running back or two in the first two or three rounds, and there are a lot of good receivers available. So I would just take a look at your options while you're while you're looking at David Johnson. And if you think that there aren't any other better value plays at, at receiver or, you know, maybe one of the top couple tight ends then I would recommend taking David Johnson. I think he's the best of the people on round four, but I'm a little hesitant just because of his just because of his new the new organization and the and the Texans really don't have a good history in the last few years of having a great running back, regardless of who's on their roster. Uh number thirty nine is James Connor. I'm gonna go yellow light on that one. He could be he could be worth something. But last year was discouraging. Uh, I think that the Steelers will bounce back a little bit this year, but I I would just survey what's what's around, what else is available. Number 42 is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I'm going yellow light on Jonathan Taylor because he could be a stellar running back, could finish in the top 10. He's a rookie. He's, he's a big monster. Um, but at the same time, I just don't want to overhype anybody and so Jonathan Taylor may be a victim of <laughs> the overhyping so I I don't really I don't really want to dive straight in in early round four um so I mean late round four to round five if he's still there then yeah I'd take a shot but not not until then number 44 is Leonard Fournette uh red light um if you wouldn't have taken Ronald Jones in round four, don't take Leonard Fournette. Uh, he's on the Buccaneers now. Ronald Jones could still end up being their feature back. And they also have LaShawn McCoy. So there's a possibility that Leonard Fournette could be the number three on that team. He could get cut in a week. I just don't want that headache. Let somebody else make the mistake. Moving on to round five, I think this is where we could run into some really good value players here. So, number 49 is Devin Singletary. I'm going to go green light on that. If you're looking for a running back in the fifth round, chances are you already have one or two. So, he'd be a good flex. 
and I would expect in PPR leagues for Devin Singletary to get 15 points a game. I don't really expect him to go for, you know, a wild 30 points, but I would expect similar to, like, Frank Gore numbers with the upside of a few catches here and there. Uh, number 53 is Raheem Mostert. I'm going to go yellow light on that one. I'm not so convinced that he's going to be dominant. Um, he might be the main back in San Francisco. So, I mean, I would keep an eye on him if he slips out around five. But at number 53, I think we're you're reaching if you, if you take him. Um, not to mention, you know, Tevin Coleman is still in San Francisco and, you know, he could conceivably be a better player than Mostert anyway. Uh, number 55 is Mark Ingram. I'm going to go green light on Mark Ingram. Even though J.K. Dobbins may steal some time from him, I still think that Mark Ingram has what it takes to be, you know, a running back two or three on your team. So at number 55, I would take him. Um, number 56, David Montgomery, yellow light, verging on red light. We're coming up to the light, and we've got like 300 yards, and it's turning yellow. So, make the right decision. I would hesitate. Uh, even when he's healthy, um, which he's injured right now, so that's a risk on its own. But even when he's healthy, I wouldn't really trust him in round five, because... There are better plays available, and I, I really don't think that the Bears are going to correct their mistakes in running away from the run game last year. I don't think that they're going to make any radical changes. Um, I think it'll be more of the same there for them. So I would pump the brakes on David Montgomery in round five. And now we'll transition to round six and beyond. Um I'm just going to go through a bunch of players now. I'm not giving their average draft position because some of them are around 9 or 10. But good players to look for in the later rounds, so 6 and beyond. And really, with a lot of these players, once you get to round 6 and 7 and 8 and you're looking around and you don't see very many good players available, that may be the time where you just start to reach for targets that you have later in the draft even if their average pick is not there yet because if it's a person you want you should get them you know at a good time especially if you look around the top and you don't want anybody so um going down the list it's it's gonna be like you know starting around six moving to seven eight nine but there is no you know i'm not giving any numbers with them so good targets are James White, uh, green light for him. I think he'll be, I think he'll pay off. Uh, once again, I think you know Cam Newton will be using him similar to how he used McCaffrey. So I think that there will be a fair amount of touches for James White. Uh, Philip Lindsay, he you know last year uh, he was he was drafted in the first round by some people. Um, I think Melvin Gordon could steal some of his touches, but just be mindful um, not to take him until like round six or seven, but to keep an eye on him. So I'm, I'm going to give him a yellow light. Tariq Cohen, uh, yellow to red light. He'll be drafted in the seventh or eighth round, and I don't want him. Um, I love Tariq Cohen. He's a great player, but I just don't really have a lot of faith that the Bears offense is going to be worth anything. So um, I would just be cautious on Cohen. 
uh, J.K. Dobbins, Ravens uh, rookie guy. He's he's got a lot of hype around him, so I'd give him a green light if you're looking at him in you know eight or nine as a late round guy. I think that he'll get a lot of touches, but he's not going to be the feature back in Baltimore, so just be mindful of that. But he could take over. Mark Ingram's not terribly young, but I would I would say if you get Mark Ingram, you should look for J.K. Dobbins later on. But uh, you know, I wouldn't take Dobbins and and plug him in as a week one starter. Um, Jordan Howard, red light. I'm out. I'm not not messing with it. Uh, he may be worth something in Miami, but I'm not bothering with it. Carry uh, on Johnson, yellow light. Uh, they've got a decent group of players in Detroit, but none of them really have an identity as the number one. So I just wouldn't really trust anything coming out of there. So there might be a better option for you, especially, you know, late in the draft when you're kind of taking flyers at that point. Carry uh, on Johnson, I'm I'm not really sold on him. Um, really late guys that I like, uh, Reichwell Armstead, he's probably going to be the starter for the Jaguars. Um, I, I like him a lot, but... The guy that I would really be looking for on in the Jaguars' backfield is Chris Thompson. Um, I think that he will get a lot of, of passes thrown to him, so I think that that will be a huge boon for him. So if it's a PPR league, I would definitely recommend looking at him. Um, however, you know, I think Reichwell Armstead may finish the season above Chris Thompson. I just think that Thompson might have a better home run potential out the gate. Moving on to wide receivers, uh, similar format to the running backs, uh, actually like the same format. So round one, Michael Thomas, number four, green light. Take him earlier if you want. He could be the best player in fantasy outside of a couple quarterbacks that might inevitably score higher than him, but take him, take him, take him, take him. If he's there, you got to get him. Um, number eight, Devontae Adams go yellow light on that i like him i like him as a as a first to second round talent but i don't know if i would jump on him as my first player i'd i'd look look around a little bit more uh number 10 deandre hopkins uh yellow light simply because he's going into a new system so even though he's immensely talented things may not work out well in arizona so that's why i would hesitate but he could be a big deal. So um, I like him late first round. So I'm not saying no, but at number 10, just take a second look. Number 12, Tyreek Hill, green light. If if you got Tyreek Hill at the end of the, end of the first round, I'm sold. I'm in on it. Um, I think that the Chiefs are not slowing down anytime soon, and he is the clear-cut number one there. So... That's a big deal, and you know, last year, even with some of the drama that was surrounding him that made him fall a little bit out of the first round, he still finished as a first-round talent, so I would not hesitate to take him at the end of the first round. In round two, there are only two receivers that are uh, averaging being drafted in the second round. So at pick 14, you got Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah, I'd take Julio Jones in the beginning of the second round. Yeah. Green light. 
Uh, 19, you got Chris Godwin, Yellow Light. He might be the number one in Tampa Bay. Mike Evans might retake the number one spot in Tampa Bay. Who knows? Also, uh, Tom Brady doesn't have any shortage of people to give the ball to, uh, especially with his uh, favorite guy, Gronk, coming back around. Not to mention they have O.J. Howard as well, so a lot of good tight end depth as well there. Um, but I would just hesitate in, in the early to mid-second round. I would just pause, look around, see if there's anything better. And if not, then you can go for him. But I just think that really Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were better off under Jameis Winston in terms of fantasy performance. As far as winning games goes, obviously I think Tom Brady's going to win more games. But he might not be as, you know, productive fantasy-wise than we want. And in round three, we've got the big, the big haul of wide receivers. I think this is probably the wide receiver round. A lot of, you know, running backs, a couple tight ends, maybe a quarterback or two are going in the first two rounds. And then in round three, people will start looking for receivers. So here are the guys. 25, Kenny Galladay, green light, take him. Uh, 26, Mike Evans, I'd go green light there. Um, I know what I just said about Godwin at 19, but if you're in the third round and you got Mike Evans or Godwin in the third round, I would go for either one. You could you could be very happy with either one. Uh, 27, Odell Beckham, uh, yellow light. Just pause for a moment. He might be the number two. Uh, for the Browns this year, and then with Austin Hooper in town, he could be the number three pass catcher on the team. So I would just pause, um, reflect a little bit, but he's definitely the most talented on the team, so he should be the number one, but something something about it last year didn't click. I'm just a little hesitant. Uh, 28, Allen Robinson, green light. He is the shining star for the Bears offense, and I don't think that that's going to slip away at all, so I'd go green light with him. Uh, number 30, DJ Moore. I'm going red light. I really like DJ Moore, and I liked him last year. I like him again this year, but number 30 with the other guys that are going behind him, I just don't I don't like him that early, uh, especially with a new quarterback. You don't know. You just don't know if they have the chemistry, if, if everything's going to work out right. Taking him in at in the middle of round three, I just I would pause. Round four, I would really think about it, but round three, I'd I'd let somebody else dive in on him. Uh, number thirty-two, Juju Smith-Schuster, green light. I think the Steelers are going to bounce back, so I would take Juju. Uh, Amari Cooper at number thirty-three, green light. There have been so many mixed reports this year about oh we love Amari Cooper, oh we don't like him. I think he'll be great. I think that now that he's in Dallas, he's going to actually flourish. Um, we could get Des Bryant-level numbers out of him this year, so I'm really happy about taking him in mid to late round three. Uh, number 34, Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, I'd take him. Um, yeah, I guess green light. But I would also hesitate because... Even if I was looking at Cooper Cup and Robert Woods at the same spot in 34, I would I would still lean towards Robert Woods, even though Cooper Cup has 
had better production over the last couple of years. I just there's something about the consistency of Woods that appeals to me over the home run potential of Cup. However, green light on Cup if you want him at 34, I'm I'm happy to pull the trigger. Um number 36, Adam Thielen. Whatever drama happened last year, I assume that it'll be gone, but because of that drama, that's why he's going in the third round. If Adam Thielen was what he was two years ago, we'd be taking him in the first or second round. So green light on him. At the end of the third round, early fourth, I'm going for it. Because now Diggs is gone, so he is the guy there. I'm all in on Adam Thielen late round three. In round four, we've got five guys that are being drafted in the fourth round. At 41, you got A.J. Brown. I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. I'm going yellow light. Just survey the rest of the players out there. I just, I just, you know, something about Ryan Tannehill uh, doesn't really appeal to me in a fantasy sense. So, you know, a guy that kind of started to break out last year but didn't really break out going early round four, uh, I, I just hesitate. There are better options later on. Uh, 43, Calvin Ridley, red light. Um, he's a boom-bust guy, and I don't like that in my first four rounds because you're talking right now going for your wide receiver one or two still in round four. Some people are going for wide receiver three, but to go for the second best guy on a team as your first or second wide receiver is, it it may be suicidal. Um, So (laughs) I would just let somebody else take him at 43. Um, You know, it's a whole different story if he was in the sixth round. So I'm not saying never take him, um, but not in the fourth. Number 45, Cortland Sutton. Green light. Um, New quarterback. I'm a little bit hesitant on that. But for those reasons, I wouldn't take him in the first, second, or third. But in the fourth, mid to late fourth, I'm all in on Sutton. I think that this will be a big year for him. He's going to build on the success he had last year. I think that he will be a difference maker. Um, 46, Robert Woods. Every year, he's fourth to fifth round. Every year, he performs above that, that average draft position. So, I would go for Woods at 46, and I, that would be probably one of the easiest picks that you'll make. Uh, number 48, Keenan Allen. Yellow light. Um, just take a second look before jumping on it. I like him in the fourth or fifth round, especially because, you know, the the Chargers have a decent quarterback in Tyrod Taylor, so I think that Keenan Allen could come back to what he was a couple of years ago. There is that hesitation with the, the huge drop-off in his performance the last couple of years. I'm a little bit nervous about it, so, I mean, I would hesitate taking him in the in the late fourth, but I'm I'm interested. I'm interested fourth or fifth um in Keenan Allen. But once again, yellow light for him. And moving on to round five, we've got DJ Chark at number fifty, green light. I would take him. I think Minshew is kind of the real deal. Um at least in a fantasy sense, I think that you can trust that he's gonna put up decent numbers. And DJ Chark is going to be 
you know, building on success from last year. I think that he'll be a big deal. Um, number 51, Devontae Parker, red light. I don't want to touch anything in Miami right now. Um, I, you know, let somebody else do that. Let someone else play with it. I, I would go with decent players on decent teams. Tua may be a superstar, but he could also be like the 31st best quarterback this year. And, and Devontae Parker is not like a godsend. So I would just hesitate because there are better options. Uh, 52 DK Metcalf, uh, yellow light. I'm, I'm interested. I'm very interested, but just take a second look. 54 Tyler Lockett, yellow to green light. Um, I'm interested in maybe speeding through the yellow light on this one, but I do want to just have a little caution there because there might be a better option around. If there's a running back that's better available, you might want to do that. Um, just based on what your team needs, but I, I do like him a lot. The only hesitation there is DK Metcalf <laughs> because there is another guy that could be the number one over him. Uh, I would hesitate, but you can trust that Tyler Lockett will get a 50-yard touchdown pass once every two weeks. So <laughs> if you can plan that right, you might you might be just fine taking him in the fifth round. Uh, number 58, T.Y. Hilton. I'm um, going green light. Uh, Philip Rivers got to throw to somebody, and who better than T.Y. Hilton? Um, he's not bad. I would take him earlier. I would consider the fourth round for him. He's a great talent, but at number fifty-eight, even earlier in the fifth round, I'd I'd take the shot. I'd go for him. He's gonna be the number one in Indianapolis. Uh. You could have a couple of guys that that could you know fight with him for the for the top spot, but I don't think it's much of a contest. I'd be pretty happy with T. Y. Hilton in the fifth round, and round six and beyond for wide receivers. Um, I have quite a few people to think about and to look at. Um, this time I will give numbers because wide receivers are a little bit more. It's a little more structured. You should be picking them in the round in which they're supposed to go usually. So I'll give the number before the player. Uh, 61, Terry McLaurin. Um, more like Terry McScorin. <laughs> no, uh, many people have already said that nickname, so I'm not clever. Um, yellow Light, I like him a lot. At the beginning of the sixth round, there may be somebody better available. So just think about it. But I like him, especially with the the possibility of some kind of structure of having Dwayne Haskins there as the the top quarterback, and then possibly Alex Smith as the backup. Like I think that we could have the best backup uh, in the game on that team. So I would think about it. Um, but sixty one, there might be somebody better. Uh, sixty three, Stephon Diggs, green light. I think that he's going to be the number one in Buffalo, and Josh Allen's got to throw to somebody. And Allen is going to be pretty good this year. He's got a rocket. And so there may be plenty of touchdown bombs for Diggs. 68, A.J. Green, yellow light. Think about it, but I'm not convinced. I think that he may be fragile. So, you know, that's why I would I would really consider him in the end of round six. But there might be something better available, and we don't know if Joe Burrow is going to be a bust or not. I think he'll be good. I hope that he's good. But... 
you know, there might be something better available that's more proven. So I would just hesitate. 71, Julian Edelman, green light. Uh, Cam Newton's got to throw to somebody. As I've said many times, <laughs> there has to be a target there. Um, Edelman's the guy. Number 72, Marquise Brown, green light. I would even con- I would con- consider taking Marquise Brown over A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown was in round four. So Marquise Brown at number 72, end of round six, uh, yeah. Number 75, Michael Gallup, yellow light. Um, I wouldn't, I, w- I still think that there are enough decent number ones that you might be able to find a number one receiver for a team at 75. So just wait on it. There might be a tight end that you need, something like that. So just wait on Michael Gallup. But at the same time, you know, if he's at 80 or 82, I might take him. So it's it's just a matter of a few spots. 76, Will Fuller, red light. Let somebody else deal with the stress. He could get you 60 points in a week, but he could also get you zero points for 14 weeks. So just let somebody else deal with it. We want consistency, Um, especially in the mid to late rounds. You want to kind of fill up with a few consistent players. And if you do take, you know, kind of a bold pick or a sleeper pick, Take somebody that that might be worth something special. I think Will Fuller could be a big deal, and he's got the talent to be a big deal, but he has no consistency whatsoever. I will say I I have seen, you know, a lot of great stats from him when he does play, you know, like top 10 wide receiver numbers, but he's just not consistent, and so I would just not take him. Let somebody else deal with the positives and the negatives with him. Um, Number 81, Brandon Cooks. Same team as Will Fuller. Probably more consistent. Take him. Green light. 88, Debo Samuel. Green light. I think that he will take the next step this year. We've seen flashes from him last year. I think that now he's going to be solidified as the number one. I think that he could take a step up. Even if Garoppolo is bad or medium good, I think Debo Samuel will be the big guy. 105, we're talking round 8 or 9. Maybe even maybe he might slip in around 10. If you see him in rounds 9 or 10, take him. I would definitely take Sterling Shepard at 105, so green light on him. Um, He's probably going to be the clear-cut one in New York, and I think that the Giants might have a better passing game than we all think this year, so I'm in on Sterling Shepard at 105. And uh, that rounds out the wide receivers. There are plenty of other good players that I didn't mention, but this is kind of a, you know, a, a, a very broad overview. Moving on to tight ends, we're going to go for a rapid fire approach. Um, Round one, no. No. Nobody. Round two, 18. Pick 18. Travis Kelsey, red light. Pause. You might have a receiver, a running back. 
that is going to be twice as productive as Kelsey. So just pause. I'm not taking him there. Let somebody else have him. Number 22, George Kittle. Yellow light. I'm still not sold on it. It's yellow light, but verging on on slamming on the brakes. I think that Kittle will probably be better than Kelsey this year. I think that Kittle will finish as the number one. But at 22, there might still be better players out there. So just pause on that. Round three, there's nobody that's going in round three. But if you see Kelsey or Kittle, consider them at that point. Like, if Kittle is there at 25 and you already have a running back and a receiver, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with taking Kittle in third round, early third round even. Um... And then uh, round four, there are two guys. There's Zach Ertz at number 40, yellow light. If you have a good structure above, like in the first three rounds, then maybe I'd consider Ertz in the, in the fourth round. But I'm, I'm not, not terrifically convinced on him. Uh, 47, Mark Andrews, he could, he could fall from grace this year. We saw plenty of chips in that golden armor that he had at the beginning of the year so I, I i would hesitate so i'm gonna go red light on mark andrews now if he's there around six or seven I, i'll go for it but round four there's plenty of value that you you don't need to take mark andrews who may be a flyer uh round five number 59 darren waller if you already have running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, and you're sitting in round five, especially near the end of the round five, and you're looking at Darren Waller at number 59, uh, green light, take him. Yeah, because I think that he could finish as number one, and if he doesn't, he's definitely going to be one of the most valuable tight ends because even if Kittle finishes number one and you took him in the second round, and you could get a guy that's 20, 30 points less than Kittle at the end of the year in Darren Waller four rounds later, go for it. Uh, round six, there's nobody, but once again, if you see any of the guys mentioned before, take them. Um, round seven, Evan Ingram, green light. At pick 74, uh, green light. I would go for him. As, you know, Round seven is when I'd start thinking about a tight end, and if Evan Ingram's there, go for it. I think that he'll be the red zone target for sure, so expect touchdowns. If he's on the field, uh, I'm going for it. Green light at 74. 77, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry could be a big deal this year. Um, he could be Mark Andrews of last year. So number 77, green light. 79, Tyler Higby. He may be uh, decent, but red light. No. Uh, round 8, Gronk at 89, green light. I don't care if he's old. I don't care if he's skinnier. I don't care. He's Gronk. 89, take him. We know that Tom Brady likes throwing to Gronk. He's never been, when he's healthy, he's never been worth less than an eighth-round pick. So if he's there at 89 and you don't have a tight end, do it. All right, round 9 and beyond. Uh, these are just guys that I'd like to think about, and these are like the only other players that I'd consider drafting right now. Uh, 101, Austin Hooper, yellow light, just because David Njoku's still there. 
uh, in Cleveland, and new team, he might he might slip a little bit, but he could be worth a lot. So if you see him in round nine, sure. If he's there in round 10, green light. I would just hesitate a little bit. 109, Jared Cook. Um, green light, if he's there in round 9 or 10, I would I would really think about it. However, he could. He could be a bust. And so that's why like I would hesitate. But round 9 or 10, chances are you might not finish the season with the same tight end that you start with. So I would be fine with starting the season with Jared Cook and then finding a gem later on but just just think about it but green light with an asterisk um yeah i well and then i guess a good a good analogy on jared cook might be that there's a green light but you might start slowing down anyway in anticipation of a possible yellow light even though you might just be sitting there stopped and it'll still be green so um i'm just saying don't get caught looking don't like stop and not take him if you can but just be watchful um number 110 Hayden Hurst yellow light he could be great but there might be somebody else available that's better than him later on um so just yellow light think about it but don't jump on it 142 Eric Ebron green light I would be pretty happy with that um the Steelers are going to be better this year they've always been decently tight end dependent Eric Ebron is a great pass catcher it's a good fit uh 207 Greg Olson yeah green light if he's there at 207 take him Seahawks like their tight ends and Greg Olson will be the best tight end they've had in years yeah do it um speaking of a tight end that was on the Seahawks number 257 uh Jimmy Graham green light <laughs> at number 257 i mean we're talking like like one of the deepest drafts imaginable you're going to be taking jimmy graham off the waiver wire i would just keep a watchful eye on jimmy graham because if he is something in chicago you'll find out pretty soon however if he's washed up the guy to watch in chicago is cole Komet. and so just you know at the end of the draft, keep an eye on the Bears' tight ends because Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller can't split all of the catches, but the Bears' tight ends have been like notoriously bad the last few years, so I would do nothing but watch them. Just watch them for a few weeks, see if there's any changes. If they look good, jump on it, but at the outset, like as your top tight end, I would not want anybody from the Bears' Um, anyway, that rounds out the tight ends, uh, and then we'll move on to quarterbacks and then we'll be done. And now for quarterbacks, uh, round one, no, no, round two, eh, maybe 23 Lamar Jackson, yellow light. I don't think he's going to produce 500 fantasy points again. Um, but if he does, then yeah, I would consider taking him in round two, but there, there will be some better value down the line. So I would just, just survey the area. Like if 
all the good running backs and and wide receivers are taken at that point, maybe it's good to take Lamar Jackson that early, but I would pause. 24, Mahomes. Uh, green light, but with the same, same thing that made me give Lamar Jackson a yellow light. Same hesitation. So think about him as, as the last two picks in the second round, but also maybe let somebody else jump the gun on quarterbacks. Uh, rounds three and four, um, if Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes are there, then, you know, consider it. Uh, if they're not, nobody is worth a third or fourth round pick. Round five, Dak Prescott at 57. Green light. Uh, at this point, you probably have a a pair of receivers and a pair of running backs. So I would be happy to take Dak, who's probably going to finish as the two or three this year um, in the end of round five. Number 60, Kyler Murray is going at 60 in most drafts. Um, red light. He could be a big deal. He could score a lot of points. But he's not really that proven. And we don't know if the Cardinals will be that good this year. So I would just pause. He might be overhyped. I, I'm not really interested. So round five, uh, let somebody else take the risk. Round six, number 66, Russell Wilson. Um, I would consider Wilson at number 60 instead of Kyler Murray. So really think about him uh, at this point. I would green light Russell Wilson uh, at the end of round five, early to mid round six, especially if you have a solid group um, already and there's not a better running back or receiver available. Um Round six, Deshaun Watson at 67, uh, yellow light. I'm interested, but I want I want to pause because I think there's better value down the line a little bit. So I would just look around, see if there are any better players, and if there are, take them instead of him. Round seven, number 80, Josh Allen, yellow light. He could be a big scorer this year but I'd feel more comfortable taking him in round 8 or 9. So I'm out. I'm I'm not really I'm not going to do it in round 7. Think about it, but you know, hesitate. Yellow. Um round 8 87 Matt Ryan, yellow light. He's he's good. He's good. Um but he might be bad this year. I don't really trust him. I I think that there are better players even in his round that are going after him. So, yellow light on Matt Ryan. 90, Tom Brady. Um, I'm interested, but I'm giving him a red light. Just because I think that at that point in round 8... If Tom Brady's the the best guy there, you might you might as well wait another round or two, because Tom Brady the last couple of years has not been a great fantasy quarterback, and even though he's got all these weapons now, I really just don't have all the confidence in the world. So I'd red light him. I'd let somebody else you know go for the name drop. Um, but you know I'd I'd maybe think about it if it was round ten, but round eight. You know, let somebody else either gain, you know, from 
me being wrong or lose from me being right. Uh, 91, Drew Brees, green light. I'm, I'm confident that he'll be, he'll be productive again. Uh, he may fall off the face of the earth, though. Last year, he had some moments where he looked like he should have retired. So, I would hesitate, but it could be a nice, like, going, going out into the sunset year for him. So, you know, he could, he could, uh, do some damage. Um, but to me, as long as he's got Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, he will put up decent numbers because, you know, half the time that Kamara scores a touchdown from five yards out, it's on a catch. And Reese is going to benefit from that. And finally, in rounds nine and beyond, uh, we've got some good quarterbacks. Uh, these are probably going to be the guys that I'm going for. Uh, so I'm not going to take quarterback until nine or or later. Uh, Ninety-seven. You got Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, he might be as bad as people think. He was pretty bad last year. Uh, Lafleur is definitely a run first guy, so hesitate in any round before round nine. But he's still Aaron Rodgers, so I would expect some magic. Uh, so ninety-seven, I'd green light him. Uh, One hundred two, Carson Wentz, green light. I mean, if you're if you're at round nine. Yeah, he's worth it. Um, 108, Matt Stafford, green light. I've gotten or seen Matt Stafford go in round 9 or 10 for the last, like, 5 or 6 years, and it's always paid off. Uh, 119, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of round 10, I'm taking him. Uh, he can he could be my number one guy this year. Not as Not, like, number one quarterback, but... He could be my starting quarterback. I'd be fine with that. So yellow, nah. Red, nah. Green. Green on Daniel Jones. He's He's got a lot of potential. Um, he's definitely a risk because, I mean, he wasn't, wasn't dropping bombs last year, but uh, I think that he's got a good setup and he could be the real deal, so I'm going green light on Daniel Jones at 119. Anybody else uh, that's not mentioned on this list, I wouldn't really go for um, in the first 10 rounds. Later in the draft, if you want to have a second quarterback, you know, take a flyer on whoever you think. Uh, but I wouldn't really wouldn't really go for anybody besides the guys that I've listed. Uh, if you want a copy of my list, uh, handwritten, let me know. I'll, I'll get it to you. Um... There's probably one person listening, so buzz. I'll give it to you. Um, if there are more than one person listening and you do want it, uh, my Twitter is just uh, Shane Hilton. Um, S-H-A-N-E-H-Y-L-T-O-N. So let me know if you want. I can give it to you. Um, yeah, these are these are all my opinions, you know, based on some facts, some feelings. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I am, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to live by these rules here. And, uh, I think that I can, I can win a championship. So if you want to win a championship, uh, you should follow what I've told you. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening. Mm, bye.